We all face obstacles, whether physical, spiritual, emotional, or financial. We're all working to overcome a roadblock ahead of us. When Shay Eskew's roadblock, a splash of gasoline and a lit match that set his body ablaze, came as a child, he had the choice to either succumb to his injuries or rise above them. In our interview today, Shay will tell his personal story of overcoming adversity that gave him the strength and determination to be an influencer, leader, and driven competitor. Our guest today is Shay Eskew, a healthcare influencer, top 1% world-ranked Ironman, professional speaker, best-selling author, father of five under 13, and the chief development officer at Kimberton. Shay Eskew, welcome to Growth Amplifiers. Thank you. It's an honor to be here and share my message with your audience. You know, one of the cool things that I must say when first connecting with you is really getting a sense of the experience that you've had in your life that had a profound impact on you that seemed like a challenge initially, but turned out to be probably one of the biggest blessings that not only has gifted your life, but has also had an impact on lives of people around the world. So for people who are tuning in who who aren't quite familiar with your story, can you share a little bit of who you are and, and what you do? Absolutely. So my name is Shay Eskew, been married 15 years, father of five, under 13. But what's unique about my story is life for me really started 1982. I was eight years old. My mom had asked me to warn my neighbors about an aggressive yellow jacket's nest they had in the yard that previously had swarmed my entire bicycle. So I recruited my buddy, Jeff, who was seven. We walked across the street, knocked on the door. The dad wasn't home, but the 15-year-old daughter was. We proceeded to tell her about the yellow jacket's nest, the dangers. She then asked, hey, will you guys help me get rid of them? And I preface this by saying I was raised by the most conservative parents you've ever met. Mm. They, did, they didn't drink. They didn't smoke, didn't cuss. I was not allowed to go to spend night parties. I couldn't jump on trampolines, couldn't go to firework shows. If there was any chance of anything ever happening, I wasn't allowed to be a part of it. So we asked her, hey, what do you need us to do? And she goes, look, I just need you guys to come stand down here, watch the bees as they fly in and out of the nest. So we're standing literally about 15 feet away from the nest. She walks over, drops a match. But we all know a match in and of itself does nothing. As we continue standing there, we're watching the yellow jackets fly out, fly in. Next thing we know, I feel something splash on the right side of my face, in my shoulder, my neck. Same thing hits my buddy Jeff on the left side of his face and body. We see it hit the match, and all of a sudden, we're engulfed in flames. She had grabbed a cup of gasoline, pitched it between us, not realizing the match was still going, but it was. And within an instant, my entire body's engulfed in flames. I was still worried the yellow jackets were going to come after me. I ran into my yard, stopped, dropped, and rolled. When I put my flames out, I looked up and I see my buddy standing there still screaming. So I run back across the street. I run to the top of the hill in the yard, grab the water hose and put him out. Literally just stood there alternating the water on top of our heads. I distinctly remember touching my head. All of my hair came out. I looked at my buddy Jeff. His entire body is blackened and charred. I looked at myself. My skin's melted, falling off. Clothes are melted to your body. And all I could think of What just happened? I was literally doing nothing, but happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm. 
And as you can imagine, that was a big changing point in my life. Uh, Mm -hmm. We soon learned that we had no insurance. My father's work only covered him. There was no insurance for dependents. The girl's homeowner's insurance denied liability for the accident. We were now told that we had an estimated $2 million hospital bill for treatment. Fortunately for us, the Shriners Hospital in Cincinnati heard about our story, relocated my mother and I from Atlanta to Cincinnati, where I would spend the next three months undergoing about 20 surgeries and where I would continue receiving surgeries over the next 13 years. And then I've received surgeries up until even two years ago Wow! for the treatment of these burns. So all in all, I've had a little over 35 surgeries over the last 38 years. Uh, as a result of it, my right arm was permanently melted to my body. It took three years to lift my right arm over my head. I had to learn how to write left-handed to finish the third grade. My neck was permanently stuck at a 60-degree angle. It took three years, multiple surgeries, and skin grafts for me to be able to hold my head up straight. And, you know, one of the things that became very clear to me is life is 10% of what happens, but it's 90% of how you react to it. And it sunk in very quickly that no amount of praying, crying, and begging was going to make my scars go away. I had burn scars over 65% of my body. Mm. Everywhere I went, people would look, they'd stare, they'd make comments. Uh, as a result of the injury, gangrene had set in. My right ear had to be amputated. I would hear kids all the time comment, ooh, gross, mommy, look at him. I distinctly remember walking the halls at school and people called me Freddy Krueger. This was the same time that Nightmare on Elm Street was released. So to say it was a challenging time is an understatement. But like you kind of alluded to earlier, Kenny, it's I really believe it made me who I am. It forced me to realize, look, I can't change this stuff about me. I just have to embrace it and then figure out how can I use this to get ahead in life? You know, there's got to be some good associated with that. And as a kid, always loved sports. That's kind of how I defied myself was through sports. And all that basically evaporated overnight. I was told I'd never play sports again. Mm. And I still remember laying in that hospital bed for that first month because I was forced to lay on my back. And suspended from the ceiling above me was a three-foot by six-foot piece of plexiglass. And mounted face down was all the get-well-wish cards from friends and family. And in the middle of it was an 8 by 11 autographed picture from Herschel Walker. So I don't know how many of your audience members remember Herschel Walker, but I considered him the greatest running back of all time. Uh, Heisman Trophy winner, and on the A by 11, he had inscribed "Best wishes, Shay, for a quick recovery." For that first month, everything I did, I had to do it laying down. I could not sit up. I had to watch TV with a mirror. Had to use the bathroom. Everything was laying flat on my back. And as time passed, and the more I kept reading his card every single day, I started saying, "Look." If I ever get out of this hospital, I'm going to commit every waking moment to making the most out of life. And I'm going to reclaim my life as an athlete. And once I got out of the hospital, two months later, my father let me sign up for baseball. Now, remember my arm, I couldn't lift it up, but I could toss the ball underhand. 
to my dad was a coach. Luckily, he put me at second base. It allowed me to toss the ball underhand to first base. Six months later, I signed up for football. There was a lot of concerns because I have no nerves, no fatty tissue on my neck, face, and my entire right shoulder and arm. So my dad went and bought two inches of padding and sewed it into the shoulder pads so that I could have some additional padding. Mm. And just over time, the, my desire to compete started allowing that desire to outweigh the lack of the skills. Got introduced to wrestling in high school. We were four-time state champions as a team. I was a two-time state placer. Got inducted into the National Wrestling Hall of Fame this past April. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Very fortunate. I had a Hall of Fame coach. I had amazing teammates. I tell everybody, we beat the crap out of each other. (laughs) I mean, we took more punishment in practice than we ever did out there in a match. And then got into boxing in college, was a three-time boxing champion in college, inducted in their Hall of Fame. And then through the loss of a friend who was one of the original Ironman in 1978, I got introduced to Ironman racing. And I've been fortunate enough the past five years to be ranked top 1% in the world. And I say this not to brag, but to say this is what the power of never quitting. This is what grit, tenacity, perseverance, walking around with a chip on your shoulder saying, look, I promise if you tell me there's something I can't do, I'm going to commit every waking breath to proving you wrong. And it's one of those things that, Kenny, you wish you could show people just how precious life is. And you don't realize it till you've almost lost it. It's kind of like if I said, Kenny, you could never have chocolate ice cream again. Just the fact that I tell you that, you start craving it right away. And that's what it was like for me as a kid. As soon as they said, look, you'll never play sports again, there's nothing I wanted more than to play sports. And so that's where I feel like that whole experience has really stuck with me throughout life. I realized things can change in an instant. And they always do. The things that have the most profound impact on your life come without a warning. But it's up to you to decide how are you going to react? Are you going to embrace it and say, oh, my God, this is amazing. When I overcome this adversity, imagine what else I can do. Or are you the one that's going to sit back and say, oh, my God, poor me. What did I do to deserve this? And it's how you answer that question that determines the life that you go on to lead. That is powerful. That is really powerful. My goodness. That you're um you drop the mic now. You're... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean it's like I said, you wish everybody could taste it. Mm-hmm. And it's just people are scared. They're scared of failure. And I said, look, I was fortunate. I failed early and often. You know, I can assure you I was the last kid play picked on the playground. Nobody wanted me on their team. And that's what motivated me to work harder. And for me, I love competing. I've never been a great athlete, but I'm one hell of a competitor. I compete to win. I don't always win. And that's okay. For me, it's just having that satisfaction of knowing I gave it my all. And if I lost that ability today, I'm okay with it because I made use of every minute that I was given. And, you know, as one illustration of that, so Kenny, four months ago, I was having surgery 
to repair. I had a torn rotator cuff, torn labrum, torn bicep. The night before surgery, I signed up for an Ironman race in Patagonia, Argentina. Hmm. So I'm flying out Tuesday to go race in Patagonia. But I wanted something to keep me motivated during my rehab to remind me that failure and quitting is not an option. And as with all surgeries, right before I drove in to have surgery, I went down into my pain cave, which is my workout room, and just started doing a massive sets of pull-ups. And my wife's looking at me stunned. She goes, what the hell are you doing? I said, this may be the last time I ever do a pull-up. I want to know I did all that I could. If I can never do a pull-up again, maybe because there was a complication with the surgery, I'm okay with it. This is the memory I will carry with me throughout life. And, and now you've had that experience. You've tapped into the power of being able to have the clarity of where your decisions can guide you. And now you've become an expert influencer, an international motivational speaker and best-selling author. So what are you doing today? And what, how are you using this, your, your powers and your experience to serve the, the business community at this point? That's a great question. So one of the things I did eight years ago, so I really had a hard look in the mirror mm -hmm. because I was not fulfilling what I thought I needed to be doing to be a father of five and providing a lifestyle for my kids that I wanted. And I looked in the mirror and I said, it stops now. No more excuses. Quit saying it's because you don't have money. Quit saying it's you're not lucky. So go create the opportunity. And it just so happened that we relocated to Nashville from Atlanta. We lived in a neighborhood in Atlanta. There was a lot of crime, and I knew for the safety of my family, I needed to relocate them. And it became abundantly clear in Nashville as I started actively every single week networking, having lunches, having coffees, and these were all with very successful people. And you said, share with me your stories. How did you get to where you are? And as I started just listening and intertwining and figuring out how can I interject that into my life, I decided, look, I need to be in healthcare. This is an industry that gave so much to me. Imagine what I can give back to it. Mm. So I aligned myself with a healthcare company that we solely focus on helping hospitals recover the money they're owed from insurance companies. We're not going after patients. We're going after insurance companies. And it's not to be egregious, it's to say, look, this is what you agreed to pay. This is what the law says you should pay. And so if I can enhance the bottom line of a hospital through my efforts, I feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose, my why. And then as I started looking at it, I said, look, what would it take to be successful? So for me, as you mentioned earlier, I'm in sales. I'm the chief development officer. I figured out what is the one thing, and I got that from the book, the one thing, that if I did this one thing every single day in my life and I became a master of it at work, that everything else from that would flourish. It would be the foundation for success. And so I really started thinking about it. I said, you know what? For me, it's getting in front of people. What can I do to get in front of someone? I feel like if I can get in front of you, I'm going to have an impact, hopefully a positive one. But I promise you, you won't forget me. 
tried the emails, tried phone calls, and you know, that's something that just I personally believe doesn't work anymore. And so I'm a big believer in cold calls. I literally fly around the country and often unannounced will show up to places I want to meet. I will go buy cupcakes from the best bakery in town. I'll handwrite a note says, I hope you enjoy my cupcakes. This is my grandmother's secret recipe. I was up all night making these. If you don't like, if you don't like them, please lie to me. It's going to hurt my grandmother's <laughs> feelings. And it's amazing when I show up with cupcakes and I talk to the assistant and I interject humor. It's amazing how many doors have opened because it takes a lot of courage to do that. I'm not just showing up and dropping off pamphlets and telling people, hey, here's my information. Call me. I'm trying to see what can I do to get in front of you. Same thing at conferences. I find the people I want to meet. I make an active interest to get in front of them. I'm not running up and trying to give them my 30-second sales pitch. It's like, look, I want to build a relationship with you because I truly believe in business. People want to do business with people they like, know, and trust. So if we all agree that's true, somebody is not going to do business with you based on a 30-second elevator pitch. Right. So figure out what can you do, though, in that 30 seconds to say, hey, this person needs to spend time with you, right? What can you do to sound interesting enough that the person says, hey, you know what? I'm happy to have a cup of coffee with you. And Kenny, that was some of the best advice I got from a friend of mine's father when I moved here to Nashville. He said, Shane, when you met your wife, first time you met her, did you ask her how many dates is it going to take for us to go to bed? <laughs> oh my goodness yeah he goes no you no. would never say that so why do people take that approach in business he goes what did you do you took your wife out on dates you got to know her you went to church together you had friends and you hung out together and then you figure out over time if you liked each other and he said that's how we do business here in Tennessee and I truly believe that's how most people do business around the world and so try to figure out what can you do to build relationships with people to establish yourself as somebody they should like, know, and trust. I love that message. You have the, the spirit. You have the attitude, the expertise, the drive. You are a true amplifier, my friend. And I, I appreciate you sharing your story and that wisdom that sometimes we get so caught up in all the to-do lists all the technology, all the things that pop up in the media trying to grab our attention or advertising. And we can lose insights on what some of the most important things are to consider. And you're bringing light to them right now. So yeah. thank you, Shay. Yeah, and, and Kenny, on that same note, it's, it's so easy to get wrapped up in what you want, right? Mm -hmm. But what I've realized, the more I do to help other people become successful, and that's one of the things I like to do when I first meet people is, what are your goals? Where do you want to be in five years? Why are you not doing it now? What can I do to help you do it? What can I do to remove those excuses, those obstacles, those barriers? And I can assure you, if you help people become successful, they're going to do what they can to return the favor. People love to reciprocate. And I've realized the more I try to help other people become successful, the more I've become successful. 
And it's way more fulfilling knowing that I helped them and likewise they helped me. And so I think people, if you would start taking that approach and quit saying, what's in it for me, me, me and maximizing it, it's all short-term benefits. You can only do that so long. And people say, look, this guy's a taker. Right. But focus on being a giver. And that's where I think comes into what you're talking about. It's the impact of being a social influencer. You know, the more you're doing to help other people change their life, the better you're going to be. I love love the spirit. Uh, so quick, couple quick questions. You've obviously had some great understandings that have really provided some direction for you to help to grow, to provide value to other people. What has been something that has challenged you the most when you've you've been looking to spread your message and, and then how did you overcome it? Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, the hard part is in sales, like if you have a sales team like I have, it's it's easy to go to the standard of I'm gonna have an inside sales team, they've got a call and email and honestly it's something you can't not have. But to me it's but what can I do to actually allow these people to be successful? What can I do to allow their message to reach their intended audience? Because so many of us, when you get an email from somebody you don't know, you delete it because everybody's promising you the best thing since sliced bread. Right. Nobody says, hey, I'm average. I'm going to mess up probably 10% of the time. In the long run, I may cost you a little bit more money than you thought. Nobody says that. <laughs> but it's true, Right. And so what can you do to let people know, hey, look, I'm genuine, I'm transparent, I'm honest. When I make mistakes, I'm going to fix them, but I will make them. I just want to be upfront about that. I will drop the ball at some point, no doubt about it. But what I can assure you is I will fix it. I will go to all links to fix it. And so what my team is focused on is really changing our focus from pushing content, just emails saying how great we are to focusing on educating our end user, which are patients, about how healthcare works, how they can navigate the system to get their insurance to pay their medical bills. And I feel like the more I can do to help patients, and again, the patients don't pay me a penny. I get no payment whatsoever from a patient. But the more that I can do to educate them to minimize their out-of-pocket cost, I know it's going to help the hospitals who are providing that treatment. And so that's what we are focused on is, to, you know, going to the end user, making them successful. And that in turn will be something that our intended buyer will see and say, look, I need to align myself with these people. They understand what our mission is and they are focused on our goals. I love it. It is straightforward. It isn't some, magical trick to try to get cheap wins it is practical and something that is genuine and if you just live by that philosophy i think everything else will just work just fine agreed so as we're kind of wrapping up here i again shay you're you're an awesome rock star professional and i appreciate you for sharing your time your story and the insights it is really something that people can gain from having tuned in and appreciate the lessons that you've learned and also take take the advice and apply it in their lives what's a a project or something that you're working on now that you'd 
you'd like to share with other people if they want to learn a little bit more about you or something that you're working on? Well, I call it a project. It's um, it's kind of, and this one's very personal to me, but right now my goal is to race Ironman races in all six continents. And so I'll be racing next week in Patagonia, Argentina. This will give me continent number five. And then my goal is next year to hit number six, which is Asia. And it's really just to show people, look, the world is out there for the taken. You know, people come, man, that's so awesome. I wish I could do that. I'm like, why can't you? What's Mm -hmm. holding you back? You know, I'm doing this trip by myself. I signed up. This is, I'm calling it a birthday gift to myself because my birthday is right after it. But there is nothing preventing you from signing up and doing something like this other than you're scared. And it's fine to be nervous and to have fear, mm-hmm. but to channel that into excitement. And that's why, I mean, I got to be honest, I'm a little nervous going to Argentina for eight days by myself. I'm signing up for a one-day kayaking trip, a one-day trip sailing, uh, lakes, you know, and exploring. Mm-hmm. But I just want to experience everything that this world has to offer. And the only way to do that is just to put myself out there. And so that is my goal. And hopefully next year, I'll, uh, I know I'll have all six checked off by the end of next year. And Love I'm going to do it to um, raise awareness, too, for Ironman Foundation. I am on their – I'm one of their – partners i'm one of their ambassadors and we actively raise money and donate money to support charitable causes in the communities we race we've done things like providing free swim lessons for kids at risk mm-hmm. uh, we've gone in and repainted dormitories for a school that was housing kids that were abandoned shortly after birth we've done river cleanup projects and so for me it's just being uh an active steward and giving back in the communities that give us so much. Super cool. For those who want to learn more about who you are or perhaps pick up a copy of your book, what the fire ignited, how could they learn about you or your book or find out more to what you're up to? You can go to shayesq.com. That's S H A Y E S K E W.com. You can also follow me on LinkedIn Shay Eskew, or follow me on Instagram, Mr. Shay, and then the letter S, letter Q, which is the phonetic spelling of my last name. Hmm. Super awesome. And I'm sure they could get the information about the book. It is an awesome story, an amazing way of taking something that gave a challenge and it could have shifted your life for the worse, but you learned how to position it and frame it in a way that inspired you to take new actions, to be bolder and to be an amplifier for you, for your family, and for those around you. And that ripple effect, like we said earlier, is just tremendous. So be inspired and take action. Listen to Shay and challenge yourself to face the fear and be an amplifier for those around you because the actions that you take make a big difference in the community that we live in. Shay, thank you so much for tuning in and sharing your message with Growth Amplifiers. We appreciate you. Any final plugs you'd like to share? Uh, One last comment. First, thank you for having me on here too, but it's, I want people to understand struggling is normal and it's something that we should embrace. We should not fear it. And one of the terms you'll hear me say all the time in any of my messaging is embrace the suck 
And what that means is when you face something that seems insurmountable, talk to it, hug it, embrace it. Say, look, I knew you were coming. I'm ready for you. And I know together when we get through this, because it's not if, it's when we get through this, I'm going to be able to do things I never thought possible. And so no matter what it is you're facing in life, whether it's your kids are acting up, maybe your boss is giving you a hard time, maybe you're missing deadlines, the stress is unreal. Just remind yourself, embrace the suck. Awesome. Thanks again, Shay. We appreciate you. My pleasure. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you found this session inspiring and empowering like I did. And if you're seeking to take new actions and maximize and maintain the business that you have, I invite you to go to growthamplifiers.com. We're offering a free training and free resources, including an action guide with actionable strategies and resources that you can use to maximize and maintain your business. We're really trying to give a lot to help businesses who have been impacted by the recent pandemic. It is part of our mission to serve. This is really just a gift we're doing to help those we care about. So thank you for tuning in. Please share to help others and keep on amplifying. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.